Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Kinexus Continuous Improvement Podcast. I'm Mark Raven, and today we're doing a preview of the next webinar in our Continuous Improvement webinar series. It's going to be titled The Importance of Storytelling in Continuous Improvement. It's going to be held on September 7th, 1 o'clock Eastern. So if you want to register and attend live and be able to participate in the Q&A, you can go to kinexus.com slash webinars or look for a link in the show notes. If you're hearing this after September 7th, look for the recording of the webinar either in our webinar library or on the Kinexus YouTube channel. So we are joined today for a quick preview by the presenter of that webinar. He is Paul Critchley. Among other things, he's the president and he's a lean consultant at New England Lean Consulting. So Paul, how are you? Good, Mark. How are you? Doing great. I'm looking forward to your webinar. I think you know this challenge of trying to be better storytellers is is uh, you know I think something a lot of us, myself included, uh, can work on. And uh, so I want to ask the open-ended question to you as something where something else we probably all work on asking better open-ended questions. Like why why is this topic important to you? The importance of storytelling. So I'll just tell you. So I am a big believer in storytelling and I've I've crafted a lot of our content kind of around that and even when we're dealing with our, our working with clients you know I found and it's just this is just me so this is probably some of my own personal biases mm-hmm. coming out but um I find that people generally listen more they hear it a little bit they mm-hmm. they ingest it a little more if it's wrapped up in a story right. like and I tell a lot of stories from my history. I was a, uh, I am a mechanical engineer. I was in manufacturing for about 22 years or so before I, you know, kind of ventured out on my own. So I tell a lot of stories about, you know, this one time I was working at this place and here's what happened and here's what I could have done differently. And it probably could have been better, or here's what we did. And it actually worked out pretty good, right? People can resonate with that versus if I just show up, you know, and I, I always joke if, if anybody's seen Office Space, mm. when the Bobs show yeah. up, yeah. like sometimes people look at me and they're like, well, you, you're like one of the Bobs, right? You're here to hack and slash and we're yeah. all going to get laid off. And Good, you, good you know, luck with your layoffs, as Peter says, right? Exactly. So if I just come in or any of anybody comes in in any capacity and just says, well, you know, we have to do this because we have to get you know, cost down to 62% or on-time delivery up from 80 to 90% or whatever. It's like, okay, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't elicit like an emotional, Mm. like I want to do this because I want to hit that goal versus if you tell a good story, right. And you'll look at some of the business leaders, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, around they, they, you know, like, um, uh, Steve jobs, for instance, right. He was, he had fans of his, of Apple, you know, and that's why, you know, they were coming out with a new iPhone. They'd have lines around the corner just to get it because it, mm-hmm. it was, I mean, granted the product is great. I'm an iPhone user, but it's really that, you know, people are like invested in, 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 in the story of what this means. And I want to be a part of that. So when we tell stories about our own journeys and our own organizations, it's more like, I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what you're saying there about what I, what I hear you saying is don't just focus on the logical, the numerical, the rational that we have to tap into 
the emotional. I think of you know former Toyota people I've learned from. We talk about engaging uh, hearts and minds, head and heart. Like it's 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 both, right? Right. And as you know, we're both engineers, right? So we commiserate there a little bit. So yeah. I can, you know, I I'd like to believe uh, asterisks. I like to believe mm-hmm. that I can look at data and say, the data tells me to do this, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm going to go do. That's not necessarily true for everybody. And in fact, a lot of times it's not, right. You know, we can look at data, especially nowadays and you say, well, is that really true? Right. There are lies, damn lies and statistics, right? Those are the, right. right the old, the old joke. So yeah. it's, I, I feel like when we can say, all right, listen, this happened to me, or I was a part of a team and this is how this went down or something like that. It's a little bit more genuine, you know, and it's, it's easy to make up numbers, right? Everybody, you, we see it all the time. Like, and you and I have chatted about this yeah. and you know, this is one of my pet peeves, 70% of lean transformations fail or 95% fail or whatever, you know, pick a number. And it's like, where's that data come from? Yet you see it happen again and again and yeah. again. You're right. So we can just, I could just sit here and make up a number. I'm like, I don't know. 82%, you know, and people are like, mm, maybe, right? But if I have a story to say, you know, here's why I think that, you know, it's my experience, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just has a little bit more context. It has a little bit more validity, I think, to it. Um, and again, we're talking about, you know, there's continuous improvement and then uh, respect for people. And certainly engagement is part of that respect for people piece. Yeah. And I think that storytelling helps us get there. Yeah. You, you could use stories to help uh, pique people's interests in a, about how you do things, about how, why you do things. So, so I think in terms of healthcare, we could talk about data and say, well, uh, an organization can and maybe you know should be able to reduce something like central line associated bloodstream infections by ninety percent in a relatively short period of time through standard work and engaging people and making it easier to do the right thing and, and, and practices and principles that we would know from lean. But I think when you can turn data into stories of like, well, what's the impact on a person, a patient in their family of what happens when they do get one of these infections or when they don't, not just what's the cost of financial cost of treating the infection, but what's the cost of, let's say the difficulty in recovering, I think stories, and and that's one of the lessons I think of from uh, Paul O'Neill, the former CEO of Alcoa, numbers guy, you might say, you know, business leader, and he would always emphasize you've got to turn safety numbers, whether it was employee safety or patient safety, it can't just be about the numbers. You want to know the names of the people who got hurt and the story. I think that really connects and resonates and inspires people more so than numbers ever could. A hundred percent agree. I'll tell you a real quick story. I was the plant manager of a medical device company and we made radiology skin markers and predominantly uh, these were for cancer. So for instance, in a, in a mammogram, uh, you know, sometimes you have to hit the breast with so much x-ray energy that it burns the skin line out. Mm. So our marker Mm. was there to show up on film or, you know, on a screen. So doctors could know if I have to go in for a core biopsy later, I have something to measure off of. And, you know, so we're, you know, we're making what we make and they're just little labels. They're basically, you know, like little tiny band-aids and there's, we glue stuff to them. But 
to your point, it was, well, wait a second though. You know, if we screw this up, you know, somebody it's let's face facts. Cancer is a scary thing. It's mm-hmm. touched everybody. I know mm-hmm. nobody want, you know, when you go in for a biopsy, you want to make sure that after that you get an answer one way or the other, what you don't want to hear is, uh, not sure we, you know, something screwed up. We're going to have to go in again. It's, you know, having lived through that with, you know, parents and friends, you know, so we took that at our place very seriously. Mm-hmm. And to your, you know, we used to have, you know, uh, we get emails and stuff from, from, uh, nurses that had dealt with patients, you know, in good ways that said, Hey, you know, you guys really helped out because you had this available. And, you know, we're always, you know, with the quality you guys have, it's always very good where these other folks, you know, sometimes on film, some materials can actually look like what cancer looks like. Mm. Um, so you never want to have a false positive, you know, right. Um, or worse, false negative one way or either way, right. It's both bad, but to your point, it's, you know, it's not just about what you do and hitting the numbers and costs and quality Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. It's, it's the value that we're bringing up that we're, you know, or trying to deliver. Yeah. And I've seen that when I worked at Johnson and Johnson on, uh, with medical products, how powerful it was when they would bring in customers, patients whose lives were affected positively by a certain type of testing that had been developed or, you know, I had a chance to do some continuous improvement training at a, a, a biotech company. And uh, as part of that meeting, they the the, uh, the speaker a hundred times more powerful than I could have anything I could have shared was a customer talking about how their life has been extended and bettered because of these products. Like that's so motivating for uh, you know for for people to to go back and then think of well why would I try to do anything related to continuous improvement? It's not because of anything I said. It's because of what that patient emphasized around their mission and their purpose. And those are stories. Yeah. Yep. 100%. So there's uh, a lot to cover uh, in the webinar. Again, it's uh, September 7th, uh, Paul Critchley presenting about the importance of storytelling in continuous improvement. Um, You know, thinking about the culture and the values that that unite and inspire people. Um, And and maybe a final question for you, Paul, you've you've touched on it, but how would you summarize the connection of storytelling to continuous improvement. Like why, why should people attend the webinar here to, to, to learn what you're going to share in relation to their continuous improvement work? Sure. There's, I believe that there's a, a, a proven framework that we can follow step-by-step step that help us tell better stories to you know, be able to invoke uh, that emotional response that allows people to get emotionally invested Mm. into these things. Like I said, I've made the mistake, you know, having worked in manufacturing of coming out and saying, Hey, everybody, we need to do this because we got to take this metric from here to here. And it went about as good as you would suspect, Mm. right? Which was not very, um, but by following the steps of being able to tell a story and learning the power of opening up both good and bad, and allowing people, you know, just to get to know each other a little bit mm-hmm. more and and know the reasons why behind what they do mm-hmm. or why you're asking why they should do what you're asking of them, I think is very, very powerful. Yeah. And I think we would be much more successful, you know, with continuous improvement and adoption if we followed that process. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I look forward to the presentation. Uh, again, if you're hearing this. 
ahead of September 7th, you can go and register now at kinexus.com slash webinars or look for the direct registration link in the show notes. If you're hearing it after September 9th or after September 7th, um, or after September 9th, you can uh, use that same link to go and register to view the recording, or you can find the recording in our podcast feed or our YouTube channel. And, and speaking of podcasts, uh, Paul was uh, the host for a couple of years of uh, a podcast, the New England Lean podcast, right? Yep. So yep. I encourage. And... Sorry, I no, was just going to say, I don't know if, if uh, I just a blog post of our own. Uh, announcing that we have new offices. Mm-hmm. Um, so no promises, but we might be dusting off the podcast and, and right. revamp and, and rebirthing it. So okay. it might, you might, it might be out there again. Well, cool. Well, generally speaking, as I say, uh, what's on the internet is forever and your podcasts are out there. So I encourage Paul to go or I encourage the audience to, uh, to go listen to Paul's uh, episodes and interviews with people. Uh, it's out there. It's great stuff. And um, I'm sure you'll hear a lot of stories. So you're going to hear stories uh, in the presentation. Uh, again, Paul Critchley, President and Lean Consultant at New England Lean Consulting. Thanks in advance for doing uh, the webinar. And, and thanks for joining us here today. No problem. Thank you.